0: Wait a minute, wait a minute, Doc, are you telling me that it's 825? Precisely. Damn, I'm late for school.
1: You know, I have one simple request, and that is to have sharks with frickin' laser beams attached to their heads. Or well, whatever it is, it's got to get by us. Right. Go get her, Ray. I oh, know, go I'll uh, get us started. Welcome back to Get a Load of This Movie, a movie franchise podcast. What's up? I'm Cole,
2: I'm Corey, and also we are known in uh, France as Movie Movie. There's a movie on my TV. Movie Movie. Ooh, wee wee. Uh, franchise movie. That just can't be right.
0: No. Um, I'm Zach. Uh, uh, I actually took French. That's not right. No, it's oh. it's, uh, it's Northern French. Northern French.
2: Yeah. <laughs> They're a different breed. The, um, the Dutch people.
0: <laughs> Zach's okay. just
2: slowly getting like, yeah, let's just get back to this movie, man. Come like, on, Ant-Man. Okay. Guys, Ant-Man, let's
1: Ant-Man. talk about yeah, some man We're talking Ant-Man. about
0: Peyton Reed's Ant-Man. I uh, believe the last film of Phase 2, I believe. If you want to get technical about it, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yes, was it yes, the last
2: knows. one in Phase Two? Yeah, I mean, I
0: mean technically it's after Age of Ultron, I... and then they because Civil War was the first movie after this.
2: Yeah. Oh, Civil War and started. And oh, I thought three. Civil War was the last one. In phase, phase
0: Three, two. my personal favorite of the phases, um, and I believe this is all in lead up to Ant Man Quantumania, which I believe is the official beginning of Phase Five. They're saying yes, yeah, but I feel like I've heard that two different times for two different previous movies. They,
1: they ended it on uh, Black Wakanda forever. Yeah, yeah. It's I didn't over. I really like
0: that movie. Um... You what? I did not like Wakanda Forever that much, but... Well,
2: when they come out with a third one, people are gonna have spoilers oh, for the I'll, second I'll one.
0: Have, I guess I'll have <laughs> things to say, I guess, at that point. Um, okay, so... Yep, Paint Reads Ant-Man, uh... Starring Paul Rudd. Uh, I guess we just get into the green light of it, huh? Yeah?
2: I think so.
1: We really should stop this fighting. Otherwise, we'll miss the fireworks. There won't be any fireworks. And here
0: we go. Okay, so green light time, you know, this is where we just get a brief background and stuff. Now, this movie does have an interesting uh, little background. Uh, Corey, were you aware that uh, Ant-Man was originally going to have a different director who was much more famous than the one who did direct it?
2: Oh my gosh yes i forgot about that but i do remember that i can't remember who it was can you okay. give me a movie that they did did you Charlotte catch Ed? them
1: killers uh, oh
2: i didn't know i i would that have guy time. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Should,
1: it's like but, you should have done a line
0: like well that was, he asked for a movie
2: i did ask for a movie
0: you know i, I didn't want to confuse him and give him a quote because then he'd be like i never heard of catch them killers that never heard of that film um Cole is of course referring to hot fuzz a line from hot fuzz Um, But, yeah, it was Edgar Wright. Uh, Edgar Wright was uh, the original director uh, attached to Ant-Man. So, Ant-Man's kind of definitely not one of the biggest Marvel characters. Uh, It's definitely a side character, obviously. It's kind of a... He's not up there with, like, Captain America or, like, you know, any of the X-Men or something like that. You know, even... Now he is. Well, right, because that's what the MCU has done is made these... I mean, MCU made fucking Guardians of the Galaxy, like, household names. So, I mean, uh, that's that's what they do. Um, So, yeah, it was... uh, Hank Pym slash Ant-Man was, uh, made his comic debut in 1962. Scott Lane character, which is the younger Ant-Man, made his debut in 1979. Uh, and then 2001, Edgar Wright and Joe Cornish uh, write a treatment that wasn't family-friendly enough for Marvel's eyes. So you got to think about like what were Marvel movies like at this time. You, know, you have Sam Raimi's Spider-Man comes out in 2002, so that's not even out yet. Um, you have... I mean, Daredevil wasn't out yet. The X-Men, oh, pretty much just X-Men. I oh, think Blade and X-Men were the only two movies well, that were out Well, you there.
1: had those movies that were, like, from the 80s, uh, like those okay. really cheap Captain Americas. Daredevil? That was, no, well, that, that was 2003. 2003. That was, no, was 2003. 2003.
2: I thought that was 1998.
1: Mm-mm. No, I think the only ones was Blade and X-Men. Yeah, Blade? What year
2: did Blade come out?
0: 98. Oh, okay. Blade, Blade was not family-friendly, though. Right, right. But, you know, they wanted something for Ant-Man is a little different type we of property do Blade. than Blade. They're, we should do Blade. Blade. there three movies of Blade? Yes, yeah. there have, and we'll, we'll just time that whenever the new one comes out.
2: But I don't think that's going to have anything to do with it. It's just no, be...
0: but we could still time Of all the movies, that, when we do it. Would that things... even
2: be considered the same franchise? No, well,
1: it's, it's, it's a, just it's a, a little high It's a reboot. Do
0: it. It's a reboot, but, but you know, we would still cover it at the same time. If
2: Okay, I'm going to put my foot down here. If it's not a technical franchise...
0: Well, no, it is a technical franchise. You know, like when Amazing Spider-Man came out, it's a different continuity than Sam thing. but it's still the same people. Sony's like, okay, we're going to make a new Spider-Man movie. Same company, same franchise, same rights, same profits. You know, they were just like, we're just going to start it over. You know, that's still the same franchise.
1: Get a load of this guy.
0: Get a load of this guy movie (laughs) podcast. Get Uh, a load
1: of this movie, a guy podcast. Movie guy, guy movie, movie
2: a franchise podcast.
0: Comic get a load. Um, <laughs> so <clears throat> we uh, they showed a the treatment to Kevin Feige, uh, who was around then. He wasn't like in charge, in charge then, but he was around. Um, and uh, Marvel Studios leader in 2006. So like, uh, I have a little thing here. It says Marvel and Wright officially announced an Ant Man movie at the San Diego Comic Con in July. This is 2006. Uh, Wright tells SuperheroHype.com that the movie will focus on Scott Lang. But there will be a prologue where you see Pym as Ant-Man in the action in the 60s. Uh, and then, you know, you, you go forward into Scott Link's story and they'll eventually team up, which is pretty much not far from what
2: we get. It's almost exactly what we get. Right.
0: Got. I mean, we do get a little bit, we do start with a flashback, but it's not like a Hank Pym fighting. But you only see a little bit of that when they're like disarming a nuke in a flashback. That's really all you get. I mean, old... you get
2: those pictures and those videos that they have. Yeah, that's kind of fun. Yeah, I, I like,
0: like those. Yeah, that is cool. Those were cute. Um, so pretty much it goes back and forth with uh, Edgar Wright uh, and Marvel for a while with like new script drafts. and and you know, and Eventually, now we're into the MCU phase and they're still talking about making it and they're still confident it's going to happen. Uh, they even talked about maybe putting him in Avengers, but that wouldn't work because uh, he still needed to be introduced and this the timeline wasn't working for them yet. There was going to be a reference to him in Thor that they uh, ended up not doing.
1: I know um, uh, reports have actually come out that Originally, Scarlett Johansson, there was, like, a scheduling conflict with, like, the first Avengers. So, Joss Whedon wanted to put the Wasp in the first Avengers film.
0: Can you uh, fact-check that for me, Cole? would you see that?
1: I definitely saw it. Did you get it MCU some...
0: Direct on Instagram? No, I didn't, actually. Okay, we just got to make sure that that's not where we're getting... Because this is from television.
2: Been... If you can think, like, that'd be so odd.
0: If, what, like the, the Wasp
2: just showed up? Yeah, it would be very Well, I mean black black widow oh i guess well, she she's was, an iron yeah, she, she didn't she didn't she's up. a shield
0: agent that just it makes a lot of sense you know
2: yeah um that's true it,
0: it, it, if anything would be weird if she wasn't in it
2: um so but, no i was saying if like black widow more had more of like a maria hill type role mm-hmm. in um in wouldn't avengers it, and they like, a
0: maria hill movie Never. Are you sure? <laughs> I was <don't> <laughs> getting a fucking show, so why is.
2: I would actually be pretty interested to see what a Maria Hill show. It, it'd probably be like Jessica Jones, honestly. I'd really but wouldn't
0: like, care at but this I, like, point. Kind
2: of, I don't know. It would be like someone without any powers. Right. I don't know. Yeah. You're right. Never mind. That was I stupid. I really wouldn't care. Too, Let's honestly. cut that I think she's pretty out.
0: much going to be in Secret Invasion, probably. That's probably, like, she's going to have probably a bigger <gasps> role I like Colby Smothers. So, yeah, she's from that show that you guys both like. Um. So, Paul Rudd uh, is <laughs> <laughs> is cast in December 2013. Edgar Wright is still technically attached to it. You know, I mean, but to put this in perspective, Edgar Wright got attached to it in 2001 before he had even made Shaun the Dead, which is his first movie. Uh, and so since then, where he was first, did a treatment for Marvel, he made Shaun the Dead, Hot Fuzz, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and now uh, The World's End has come and gone. So that's four movies he's released. Uh, still attached to do Ant-Man. Um, <clears throat> so you got Paul Rodcast in December 2013, like I said. And then 2014, things kind of come to a head where Edgar Wright leaves after a, a quote-unquote tentative meeting with Kevin Feige. So uh, this is what Kevin Feige told The Guardian. We sat around the table and we realized it was not working. A part of me wishes we could have figured that out in the eight years we were working on it. Yeah, I mean... No shit. That's me adding that, not Kevin Feige. Um, but better for us and for Edgar that we figure it out then and not move through production. The Marvel movies are very collaborative, and I think they are more collaborative than what he had been used to, and I totally respect that. So pretty much you know, what he's saying is like Edgar Wright had something he wanted to do with it, wasn't jiving with what Marvel wanted him to do with it, and then they eventually just parted ways with it.
2: Um, I wonder what that movie would have been like.
0: Ooh, I got some...
1: Ooh, here we and go. And you can <laughs> definitely feel that in like movies like Hot Fuzz and... Oh, he's a very Dead. distinct style. Him and, well, it's him and Sean Penn making these- Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg, I'm sorry. Sean Penn. Okay, uh, we have
0: cast members walking out before shooting, including Patrick Wilson. Didn't say who, what role he would have had. Uh, I don't know if it would have been this, My guess who, it. Who, who, who? Patrick Wilson, uh, what you would know him from is he's the bad guy in Aquaman. He's, he's Warren, the main Warren guy in the Conjuring movies. Uh, he's like the, he's like the, the ghost hunter in the Conjuring movies. Of, he's a, like, the bad uh, yeah. guy. Yeah. Oh,
2: okay. yeah. Okay. Continue. Yeah. Continue. That
0: guy. Uh, he's in the insidious movies. Um, so he, wa- he left before shooting pretty close to shooting. I think doesn't say who he would have been. My guess is he would have been the bad guy, but I seen him as that, you know, uh, it's kind of a similar type of thing. He could have fall- fallen into there. Uh, December 2nd, 2014, in a Buzzfeed interview, Evangeline Lilly, who, you know, plays the Wasp, uh, gives more context for Wright's departure, saying his version of the movie would have been such a riot to film, and it would have been so much fun to watch. But it wouldn't have fit in the Marvel Universe. It would have stuck out like a sore thumb, no matter how good it was. Um that makes me mad because that's exactly what I want. I want more different things. I want things to they stand were still, out. They I were want, still
2: kind of establishing themselves. Though. I guess so. They were
1: so. trying to figure out where they were. Well, then like that means it's were. still
0: early enough to where you can this make was it a little a, weirder and set ma- that tone. This know? was and also,
1: also post Guardians, d- too. and like This was post Guardians. Like, post Guardians, James Gunn kind of showed you can make a film that is different. That is fun. That is just something that's kind of on its own which this film... Feels like it's on its own, and that works. So, I does mean, it does. really
0: feel like it's on its own? It feels it's like it's, on its, own. it's one of the more less on its
2: own movies. Yeah, it's that a made. fight with Falcon in
0: it. <laughs> you got you That's, got things about Hank Pym being like the Avengers are dropping cities from the sky.
2: They literally, Scott. yeah. They literally say we need that to bring a in the great Avengers. Michael he was
1: Douglas like, impression, the I'm, Ants Scott.
2: <laughs> he was like, we need to call <laughs> in their greatest say,
1: friends, it. the Ants. Yeah, I lost. Story no, but I'm saying it. It's small-scale. It, it, yeah, it's small-scale, and you know what? If like, it did stick out like a sore thumb, it would have been... Edgar Wright, in my opinion, has never made a bad movie. No. And His weakest movie,
0: in my opinion, is Last Night in Soho, and that was still good.
1: Yeah. And it's not even a comedy. It's this guy dipping into like a different genre, no. and it still works. I'm assuming this movie
0: still would have been very funny, if not funnier than the one we got.
1: Because clearly, it's going to be Paul Rudd doing Paul Rudd things, which... Well, he's got the charm.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about Paul Rudd in a second, but yeah, that's pretty much the story. Um, it would, yeah, I'm sure it would have a very unique vision. I mean, it, it definitely a, a very unique directorial style. Uh, this is something that I hope that Marvel can like tries to do more in the future. I think you saw a glimpse glimpse of that with uh, Doctor Strange too. Um, I think you, you you see bits of something that's definitely unique in terms of a directorial style specifically. If if the overall like look of it and uh, you know, the, just the way that events take place is still pretty pretty standard MCU fare type stuff. Um, so, you know, just some quick facts here. We got an 85% on Rotten Tomatoes, 3.3 on Letterboxd. Uh, it made $519 million on roughly a $130 million budget. Um, so, you know, pretty successful movie. Uh, obviously, you know, these movies really just don't flop, the Marvel movies, uh, and this was no exception. Um, so the director who replaced Edgar Wright uh, pretty late in the game is Peyton Reed, Um, I I really don't know much about this guy He did Bring It On, which I guess I saw a while ago It was that Kirsten Dunst cheerleading movie Um, Made uh, The Breakup with Jennifer Aniston And Vince Vaughn, which I, I don't know I may have seen, but it's got pretty mediocre reviews It made Yes Man, which I think I thought was funny in 2008 Yes Man's
1: good you know, I haven't seen I it like since then, really. I like Zoe Deschanel. I think she's funny. Yeah.
0: Yes. Well, I mean, she, they're both charming. Jim I mean, it's pretty, too. It I haven't seen while. put it that way, is all I'm saying. And he was also did some TV work, directed some New Girl and uh, a couple Mandalorian episodes since, but th- that was obviously after. He
1: directed possibly my favorite Mandalorian episode of season two, the one with uh, the spiders. That was The Passenger, Chapter 10, The Passenger. Yes. That was your, the Ice Spiders? Yeah, that was one of my favorites because it kind of dips into like this kind of horror genre of what Star oh, okay. Wars could be. Okay.
0: Yeah, sure, fair enough. Yeah. I like that episode. I mean season two in general was good. Um I liked I think I liked most of those episodes. It's too bad that they went back on all of that and book of both that. Um so Spoilers. Then he, then he he, No, I don't really give a shit. Uh then the Ant Man films. Uh, you know. Okay. Obviously he's directed one, two, and three, two being Ant Man the Loft, three being the uh, at this point on release Quantum Mania.
1: So, um, just a little fun fact, Peyton Reed and James Gunn will be the only two directors to direct a whole trilogy in the MCU.
0: I think James Gunn is better than Peyton Reed. That's and pretty interesting. The movies. I, mean, I, don't I think... mean,
1: by far, you feel the touch of James Gunn more, but, I mean, we'll, I'll say my piece when we talk about the second one. Ant-Reid, or Peyton Reed, Ant-Man, Peyton Reed, um, he... He puts his own touch on these movies, and I feel—I feel more in the second one. I feel like, I the I, I feel like I really These feel agree. like pretty
0: standard Marvel style, in just not every way. Mm,
2: um, I—I push you on that. I don't think. I mean, so. I, think I think it's the pretty story easy. might be I smaller think...
0: scale, but that's not directorial style. No, that's no, no, just no, no, script that no, no. right? he didn't write. You know.
2: Oh, okay. Well, you can only—I mean. You're such an angry little boy. I'm not being angry. I'm just saying. I think you. Can, I can. I don't think he's a very I agree with style Quill. Well, I think so because you could see that they kind of let the leash loose a little bit more in the second one with what he was like
1: allowed to do, but given to do. I'm sorry. Yeah. I I kind of cut you off. Um, go on. Yeah, cool. um, keep going.
2: I didn't have too
0: much uh, Dance else before monkey. I get to the, the actors here, but uh, the writers, the script is credited to Adam McKay, Paul Rudd, and then Edgar Wright and Joe Cornish still get writing credit because, you know, I think some of their story definitely leaked into there, and it was pretty much the script they were going to use up until the last, you know, couple drafts of it. Um... Adam McKay was originally approached to direct it after Edgar Wright left before Peyton Reed came on. Uh, Adam McKay, of course, is uh, the director of, you know, Anchorman, Talladega, Nights, other guys, Step Brothers, and then more recently some more serious stuff like Vice, Big Short, and Don't Don't Look Up or whatever. Um, so that would have been an interesting one if he did that. I know he Adam McKay also had, like, some... Uh, there was talks that he was going to direct, like, a Silver Surfer movie or something like that, but...
1: Yeah, that was, like, a thing in the... 90s or oh, what I think it was much I think no, no that, that was, was like 20 10. he did I think yeah, it, was, I it was. he did like one. a treatment in the 90s and then it became like a big thing that he would do it like now
2: a treatment
0: treatment's like, like, a, a, like a not
1: a script but pretty much a, a written uh,
0: like description of pretty much what's going to happen like a, a very detailed bullet point list of the plot oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so that, that would that's about as far as it got uh, from Adam McKay uh, but he did some script work you know on the Ant-Man script after Edgar Wright left Um, so yeah and then the other writer that we said Paul Rudd so Paul Rudd uh, definitely I remember when he got cast uh, in this role that was kind of like a jaw drop moment because that is just not at all the type of actors that were getting cast into the MCU at the time this guy has pretty much inherently been
1: yeah you thought Hemsworth you thought Evans you didn't think well they were just those
0: guys were kind of not unknowns but they weren't big those were definitely b-list c-list stars when they get cast in these roles the only big i mean well i guess not the only i mean robert downey jr was a big actor but even he was on like a bounce back thing he wasn't like a very popular actor at the time iron man revitalized his career you know and then you get you you get like scarlett johansson and samuel jackson to fill these side roles or whatever and then you get edward norton to be the Hulk, but even that fell through so um my question here is paul Rudd is if you're casting kind of someone that you generally think of as a comedian into a role like this, let me, let me list off some comedians, and you guys give me yes or no, if you guys think... For Ant-Man? They could have been Ant-Man. Mm. If you could have seen them not play the exact same role, because obviously Paul Rudd no personality, play but if a you think they would have been a cool version of the character. You know, not necessarily doing a Paul Rudd Ant-Man impersonation, but... Throw them at me. All right, let's just... Hit Adam me. Sandler. No. no. Jim Carrey.
1: Maybe.
2: No.
0: Now keep in mind, Jim Carrey actually was in a superhero film. Cole, do you remember which one it was? Mask. I wasn't counting that, but he was, sure.
2: He was the Riddler.
1: <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, I forget about Batman forever.
0: Yeah, no, but he actually played a hero too in another one. A, a far less popular film.
1: He played the hero.
0: A hero, not the definitely not the hero of the film. I mean, he was God that one time. Right a week i don't think that's much of a uh he was film, he was you know? uh wow. i don't weird. even remember captain stars and stripes or whatever in kick ass too oh shit and yeah. then which is a very violent movie and then before the movie even came out he was like i had to test the violence and then i wish i never made it Blah blah blah. you know he, he became a big baby about it
1: um like mark Wahlberg with boogie nights yeah uh, don't get me started at who all else who all else right, uh, chris rock Maybe yeah, I would love to see Chris Rock's take on this. I was, movie. Really? I was
0: thinking that he could he would have been one of the ones I I, I think could because he's a he's a decent enough dramatic actor. Yeah. I mean, we all saw him in Spiral. I mean, this guy can
1: this guy can <laughs> hold his oh. own. Um, Kevin James. No. No. I I only see him as Sean Payton now from oh, that gosh. terrible Netflix movie. Home I mean, team. Home yeah. team. Uh, yeah. Will Ferrell. No. no. Uh, Seth Rogen. <laughs> no.
0: Yeah. Danny McBride,
1: definitely not. Danny McBride's um, more of an antagonist than a comedy. Yeah, film. definitely, definitely. I don't um, really see him as a. It hero. was almost like it
0: was weird, same as a good guy in like Alien Covenant. Um, I could not
2: imagine. He any was of these great. It's crazy. I like, know, even not even Chris not Rock. Next four, like, Chris, I
0: think Rock could.
2: Chris Rock, maybe, but like even yeah. that one was still a bit of a reach.
0: Uh, Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> Ah, he's nowhere really near as much. Kitch- I mean, Ashton no.
1: Kutcher, like you can see it in the roles he's in now. He just really needs a good script because Michael Kelso. I mean, he's one of the funniest parts of that 70s show. Mm. But I feel like so, it's
2: because he's over the top, and I feel like Ant Man has to be a little bit more reserved, and he can't be super over okay, your head with that, it. Now that's he has fair. to be more subtle with it but a little bit. I, you know? I, I do
0: like picturing instead of like, like, damn Jackie, like, damn Hank. Like, if Hank does something to him, <laughs> well, like,
2: I mean, <laughs> like that. Damn Hank. But that's more. That over, would be fun. That's so over your head, but instead, like. Uh, Paul Rudd goes like, no, we we don't do that. Okay, no, or yeah. something, like, or like something a bit more right. subtle, where it's like Simon Pegg. Absolutely, maybe, maybe. I think if he yeah. bulked
0: up a bit, I think he would be pretty good. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. he, he like uh, I actually, think he, I think he kind,
1: think kind of bolted up for one of the. If he's in hot fun shape, if he's in hot uh, shape,
0: I I say yeah. Yeah, I I say yes. All right, here's one. Now I say yes to this one retroactively because if you said this at the time I'd have been like no
2: well that's what I'm kind of trying Jesus to Jason Sudeikis yes no. I think
0: he could now after watching Ted Lasso I was like oh no. he can't be a sweet type of guy whereas usually the comedy I'd seen him oh, in before yeah. like Horrible Bosses he kind of plays a dick you know yeah, and yeah. that would annoy me yeah. I mean
1: even on uh, SNL the humor he played it wasn't like I mean, there are some sketches that do dive into that like sweeter humor. He was never a part of those. He was always in like the gross out kind of ones. So Mm -hmm. definitely now I can see it. Yeah, but I just I
2: I like the. I feel like Jason Sudeikis is still like kind of over your head, like over the head comedy. Like Mm -hmm. they have to bang you with it instead of just kind of being more subtle with it and letting like that's a superhero uh, man. What?
0: Yeah, bang him in the head. What are you talking about? So like superheroes are subtle. I mean, superheroes are inherently unsubtle. uh,
2: That's that's the thing with Scott Lang, because we're made to seem he's not a superhero. Because he's
0: he's got a good – Paul Rudd – okay, put it this way. It works because Paul Rudd is as funny as he is in many different types of
1: ways. Paul Rudd's the type of guy who invites you over to his parents' house after the Royals win a playoff game. How is this guy talking about? No, he's did, talking about
0: when Paul Rudd invited me to his house after that. No, Royals did you, did, awesome. no, 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 did
1: you guys did it. you guys not hear about that? So after the Royals won Game Six, the twenty fourteen World Series, he said party at my parents' house and he invited like he sent a bunch of people his address their address and he had a party over at his parents' house. It's did you guys, of him. Th- it was like a major. Can't imagine story. having a party at your parents' house. Did you? Did you guys not ever hear about that? I don't
0: know. That sounds familiar. I don't
2: really care um, about the Royals.
0: Yeah, I mean that's a trash organization. Uh, so Evangeline Lilly. Uh, so she was in Hurt Locker, uh, Real Steel, Howard Two and Three. Uh, I guess her big thing was Lost. She was in a lot of loss. Never watched the show.
1: Nope. We have to go back to the island, Kate. I, continue uh,
0: see that reference goes over our heads because I didn't watch it um, I never
1: watched it either it was from Family Guy
0: <laughs> okay um, oh, gosh. she had an uncredited role as Teenager by Locker in Freddy vs. Jason that's where I know her from right. um, I looked, googled a picture of it today Evangeline Lily, Freddy vs. Jason to see what part this was because I was like no way and then I, I, I saw the picture and I was like I, I remember that part I know that part you know so that was cool now right. I'm always going to now I'm always going to see it um, so yeah, I don't got much to say. That's just
2: like me and John with uh, John Mulaney and Austin Powers. Right, because he was definitely in that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Have
2: you watched that movie? Okay, continue. Anyway, um, I don't want to talk about Austin I Powers. Hate you.
0: Corey Corey Stoll. Uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that name right.
1: I, I thought I think it's Stoll. Yeah.
0: Sure. I don't have a better guess. He's kind of he does a lot of shows. He's big in the House of Cards and the FX show called The Strain. I guess uh, played Ernest Hemingway in Midnight in Paris to Woody Allen movie. Have you seen
2: House of Cards? No. I don't know if I can. Is he? Have you seen House of Cards? Right?
1: He's actually really good in House of Cards. I don't know if it's a big role. I don't know if it's a big role. I don't think he's that big of an actor. I think he's like a. You know, he's not. You just said it was
2: a big role in House of Cards. And I'm thinking to his character, I'm It didn't say guest star. It said he was on it for three years. Yeah. He was on it for three years? I thought it was a season-long thing. It, it see, was yeah, a season, was and long. then he, he has a couple of cameos
1: after. No. Uh, I remember guest spots or something like that. I no. Know he,
2: you didn't see the show. I know he's not on <laughs> it long. <laughs> All
0: right. Uh, we also got uh, Bobby Can- Cannavale. Cannavale? Cannavale. All right. Uh, he's the you know the, the, the husband the new husband or boyfriend. Are they married? I don't know. Probably the... Oh, uh, his stepdad,
1: yeah. Yeah, so it's Cassie's
0: stepdad. Those I like him a lot. Uh, <laughs> I think he's fucking great. I really only knew him in this when I saw it, but I've since or, seen him in... I guess he was in Juman, that Jumanji reboot. Uh, and um,
1: I don't know. Uh, apparently, for, apparently he's in The Other Guys. He won an Emmy for, like, uh, oh, yeah, Boardwalk is. Empire.
0: Yeah, he did some shows. He was in a show called Vinyl that I think got canceled after, like, one he's,
2: season. He's actually know. hilarious in a... The other uh, guy. The other Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jimmy. June 08. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's like, hey, when did you do a desktop? That was... He was the one talking. You remember uh,
0: that scene? I do know the scene, but I still can't picture him him being the one to say it. But uh, you guys are more familiar with that movie than I am. I think I've only seen that like three times in my life. But <laughs> maybe
2: he's just a side character on
0: that. Uh, he was that's pretty low well on the Wikipedia him. list. He was very low on the Wikipedia list when
1: when I looked at the cast. I mean, he's, a, maybe he's a he just Jeter says card. that
2: line. Maybe he does. That's what I'm saying. What are it's you really talking super about? Super low on that list. But he's in the he's in the police station. Line. Because
1: you shot Derek Jeter. Maybe that's that like wasn't him. Idea. That wasn't him. I thought that was him. Mm- so Michael Peña, um,
0: <laughs> Michael Peña I actually was very familiar he with at this point. Amazing. Michael Peña, going looking over his career, he's a guy that is in so much shit <laughs> and you <laughs> realize he's been around for actually longer than you think. Um, he's got uh, some dramatic roles, uh, like in the movie World Trade Center where he and Nick Cage are like trapped uh, under the rubble until waiting to be found, so that's a serious movie. Uh, the Martian came out the same year as Ant Man. He's in American Hustle. He's also in uh, uh, a couple of David Ayer movies: uh, End of Watch and Fury. He, he is Fury ab- came out a year before this, so that was the movie I saw right before. You know, which he is this.
1: absolutely phenomenal in End of Watch too. I have not
0: actually seen End of Watch, so I gotta, he, I gotta get on that.
1: I know you're not a big fan of like the whole found footage handheld. Type. I can.
0: I, I'm open to it. It's just in horror he's, movies, he's, it's annoying.
1: He's man. absolutely amazing in that. Him and Jake Gyllenhaal are both great. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal, who would appear in Spider-Man: Far From Home, right?
0: Which is in the same franchise as Spider-Man because it's owned by the same people and it's the same type of character. Um, so, Michael Pena also, you know, with those dramatic roles, he also plays very silly roles in *Observe and Report* and *Tower Heist*. Uh, his role, in observe and report the, the, Seth Rogen mall cop movie, um, that's he's very funny in that he's got like a li- he doesn't t- he talks like a lisp doesn't he I, he's got I a really know. weird voice in that movie and he he just does it the whole time it's really funny
1: not my not what I would call my favorite
0: so Seth it's Rogen it's a very movie. dark movie that is a in very dark movie it's got um, Ray Liotta. Corey, I think you saw that with us, right? Or watched that at my house, Observer Report. It's the. Oh
2: my gosh, that one's horrible.
0: Oh, that's harsh. I like it, but it, it is very. That it's harsh.
2: That one's so hard to watch.
0: It is hard to watch, but it's definitely. Who's every bit man? of it is intentionally hard to watch. Seth Rogen. No, I know. It's like Seth Rogen's who like are we talking a, about Michael Pena. Or, like, Michael Pena is like the friend uh, who like helps them steal things from the mall. Oh. You know he's the one who's stealing things from the all, but he has this funny voice and he just he lo- he's a he's a criminal, but he loves Seth Rogen's character. You know he really just so nice to him every time. Um, but yeah, like and obviously he's really fuck fucking funny in this, so this would fall under that category of that like Tower Heist, which I remember seeing in grade school with Cole. I think uh, the the Ben Stiller Eddie Murphy movie. It's alright. Uh, Michael Douglas. So this is definitely the most famous person overall movie besides Paul Rudd. Um, so, this guy was around for a while. He's pretty much in so much shit that I don't really know where to start with, but yet so much shit that I've heard of and is very famous that I have not seen. Like, I haven't seen the Wall Street movies, I haven't seen The American President, you know, blah, blah, blah. You don't need to uh, see I the second
1: haven't. Wall Street movie.
0: I, that wasn't high on my list, but the first one is. Uh, he produced One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest in the 70s, and that won him an Oscar because that one Best Picture. Uh, the movies I'd seen him in, uh, and these are all after I saw Ant-Man. I knew who he was when I saw Ant-Man, but I've seen these movies since Ant-Man. Uh, Basic Instinct and uh, The Game. Those are two 90s movies that are really good uh, with him. And then he was also in an Indiana Jones-type swashbuckling movie called Romancing the Stone. Uh, not good, in my opinion. Not that good. Uh, and infinitely worse. It makes you appreciate how good the Indiana Jones movies are, because that movie just does <laughs> not do much for me at all. Um, and then, you know, the other, just to round out the cast here, you have, you know, Tip T.I. Harris, you know. Uh, he uh, He's... You know, he is what he is. He's got a. I guess he's funny enough. He's got a couple songs I like. And then uh, Judy Greer, who, you know, arrested development, she's great. Uh, And then David. Malkian? Is that how you say his name? I do not know, but... Uh, I, like, I like him. He, I like him in everything he's in. In a lot of... He's, been, he's, he's now become big, like, now almost. He's almost a household name now because he's, of, like, Dune. I mean, he's in a lot school, of... The new Suicide Squad. Well, he's
1: in a lot of Denis' movies. Yeah, no, Prisoners.
0: Uh, he's got a couple scenes in Blade Runner 2049. Um, and then, yeah, in Dune. Like I said, uh, he's Piter in Dune. But, uh, yeah, he's just kind of a... He plays... He I'm, just kind of plays weird characters. You I know? would
1: like to bring up. There is one person you uh, you did leave off the cast list too. I think's pretty big, and that's Wood Harris. He was in. Um, Remember the Titans. He was Julius. And Remember the Titans. He had a who's he This. He's the partner. He's uh, uh, it's Bobby. Kendall partner. partner. Yeah. Okay. All
0: right. Well, I do like that part where he goes. That's a weird looking dog. So kudos that's to him. a messed up looking dog. Yeah. That part's pretty good. All right, so you know that's the that's the background we got on Ant-Man. Uh, so I guess time to time to call action, huh? Even the opening scene, there's always some random girl who gets a call that undoubtedly ends up getting her killed. It's all so predictable. There's no element of surprise. You can see everything coming.
2: <laughs> Did that surprise you? Why? Because you talk too much. (laughs) Now shut the fuck up and watch the movie.
0: Alright, yeah, so let's talk about this, uh, let's talk about this flick.
1: Well, interesting choice. They start with a flashback to 1989.
0: Here's the thing. If we start there, is it a flashback? Or is the rest of the movie a flash-forward?
2: I was gonna say it was a flash-forward, because that's where the story's starting. Interesting. Rough start to your plot summary.
1: Yeah, keep going. Try again. up. But, I mean, we get introduced to uh sleazy, I can't even remember his name, sleazy government guy, John Slattery's Howard Stark. And yeah, I do like seeing him pop up. Peggy Carter,
0: I mean. These might be the scenes that, that they could also be talking about in terms of a... Uh, making it more MCU-related, you know, making it connect more to the larger universe.
1: I mean, it is the catalyst for what happens, like, to why, like, Hank's on his own throughout the film, too.
0: Yeah, I do like that we have two, quote-unquote, good guys, as in Howard Stark, more or less, is a good guy in the universe. You know, maybe not a great dad. He's a good guy in the universe. Hey, he said
1: that nice thing to Tony and I. A little late, a little late.
0: Uh, And then Endgame... um, You know, we see that they were working together for a time, Um, you know, Hank Pym and, 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 you know, Howard. Um, But I I do like the, I do, the breath of fresh air that is someone just being like, I don't trust Starks. Like, like that's, that's, it's good uh, world building because everything's not always so black and white, you know, good guys, bad guys. You know, they're good guys you don't trust other good guys.
1: And it's great to see like characters like Peggy Carter, who we didn't get to really see a lot of. I forgot I feel she was like, in this scene. In I the really MCU. I, also did. I mean she I I genuinely love. She's been making
0: one movie into cameos for the, re- the past like.
1: Like I years. genuinely love Hayley Atwell in this role. I think she's great. She was phenomenal in the first Avenger. I mean
0: Oh, we're gonna eat good when uh mission impossible 7 comes out indeed yeah but
1: i mean yeah i mean i genuinely liked seeing her character and then i can't even remember the other guy he i mean it's uh just annoying government guy so it doesn't really matter yeah. but and then we flash forward to san quentin 2015. Uh, yeah, into a
0: fight uh with uh, with another inmate
1: did you just name the other inmate Sam Quentin is the prison. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can you
0: imagine if there was a guy named Sam Quentin? At His Quentin? name
1: is Peaches. He even says that. I, I thought your
2: name was you were naming, like the actor. Yeah, I was gonna be then, like, what? Paul are you Rudd has doing? to
0: have the just in case any audience members were confused. He has to have the line like, "You guys have some weird goodbye <laughs> rituals." You know, it's like, oh, okay, now I see what's happening. Because I really wasn't gonna buy that Paul Rudd was gonna win a fight against this guy at I, all. I, I do think was.
1: it's funny that. Like, you're introduced to this character as, like, the most likable guy on the yard. Like, that sets the tone for, like, the film, sort of, and his character, that he is this very liked guy, people are going to miss him, and they have this goodbye ritual that he gets to take part
0: in. Yeah, and he's... Okay, so they make him out like he's a Robin Hood, right? I don't think it's this scene, but they kind of say it later when they're talking about the job that got him put in prison, or one of the, I guess, something that led to It's it's like, like he... Stole all this money back from a corporation and then gave it to the people and, like, spread it. He divvied up the, the, the takings to everyone. It's cute, I guess. I, I'm not going to lie. It almost felt too easy to me in the sense that. What do you mean? It's like, this guy's in prison because he stole some money and gave it back to, like, didn't even keep the money that he stole. And it's like. Yeah. I, I, I get it. He's a, he's a really nice guy. So he did that. He threw away his life with his daughter and he didn't even keep the money to begin with. They go okay. but it was like he would. He it's was just because they're, they're afraid to have was... a morally conflicted type of character, you know. In that, if, as as Scott Lang, you could still make him a non-violent cat burglar. You don't want to have a guy that's been like killing people to rob people. Obviously, I wouldn't like that. But to make him such a perfect well, like not... he didn't, he didn't. He what there was no ounce of greed in his it's, actions at all. But that it's makes not... it almost kind of.
2: It's not even like that because it, it's not like this was his first one. It was like this was the time that he got caught. And so mm-hmm. that's what
0: he was like. Maybe, maybe that's what it was, done, yeah.
1: Well, I I assume he's I, a professional I, I, thief. I think it's kind of in plot. We'll we'll get into it later, but it think very very nice. Uh, uh, yeah.
0: I think the movie could have benefited from maybe you know dusting out that halo a little bit more. You know.
1: Yeah. And well, then I mean, of I mean Ant-Man, hey.
2: Once the, side of the table. Once he, he gets out,
1: account. I uh you maybe. you meet michael pena's character who is the most happy-go-lucky guy in the world Luis. and that's Luis. yeah yeah Luis, Luis <laughs> picks him up
0: lets him know that like oh yeah my mom my mom died and, and my dad got deported
1: and his girlfriend but i got I the van though <laughs> and his girlfriend left him you forgot and, him yeah about his girlfriend left him that's but, yeah that part's great but that's where you get the big exposition dump like yeah girlfriend uh or what scott did to get himself in prison Jobs don't come easy for ex-cons. Yeah, Baskin-Robbins. Baskin-Robbins. And they, they, they the always trying to order a burger. <laughs> he, uh, whatever's hot. You know,
0: whatever's hot, right? You
1: know. Hey, can you get a uh, whatever this idiot needs? Yeah, yeah, can you help this <laughs> idiot? Yeah. So he probably was going to get fired until, even before he, was he got fired.
2: I thought he was anyway. the employee of the month.
0: Yeah. No, I'm just saying just calling this guy an idiot. Like, you can't get away with that. As much
2: as I uh, love to. You can get away with calling a client idiot. A
1: client? <laughs> <laughs> pass it around it's like it's client. a customer. You can get away with calling it a customer. You probably wouldn't find it. Especially do. if he's already important, no, lots of I, I just yeah. love that. I like the
0: boss. He's like, that's awesome. I yeah. love that you did that. <laughs> that's so cool.
1: I Dale do fire you. Dale, I'm a good worker. No,
0: it's a cool crime. Yeah, I, did, I really
1: did like that. I had that written down somewhere. Like, oh,
0: that's not a, it's like, not a bad crime. It's a cool crime. Like, yeah.
1: genuinely, in that scene, you can get that, like, people do respect Scott. He is, like, a likable guy, and that's what this entire, like, introduction to him is, even the scene of Faskin Robbins. He doesn't want to be like, dude, you're an idiot, but he just goes, come on. I'll just take whatever's hot and fresh. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, pretty good. And then, uh, I mean, you're introduced to Hank and Hope uh,
0: in yeah, this next scene. What, what, what's the context that
1: we meet them? Um, they get
0: invited to Darren's little Hank, showing.
1: Hank gets invited because he was voted out of the company.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. But And Darren wants to show off his new thing to him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's when we get that footage, Corey, of, of uh, Hank Pym as old Ant Man. That's fun. Which It actually
2: was fun. I, I thought it, it was a lot I and... actually
0: kinda wish we had more of
2: that. Like the That's I was actually so I had a question. I did write down a question that it was. It would almost ask, be more
0: fun to watch a movie set in the seventh, like a Cold War movie with an Ant Man character. I was gonna like ask, that. like,
2: since they're doing all their series now, like I think a Cold War era Ant Man with yeah. Hank Pym, like Probably they even, would probably even, de-age Michael Douglas. No, though, I was going to say... know they would, want, though. I, I don't, don't
0: well, want that. Because they've already done that with Endgame. They've already had but, it as him.
2: But Disney has already done where they change the actor when it's like a set a certain time back. You know? Sure. Han Solo. Yes, yeah. So, so, like, and this would be almost the exact same type of thing. You have, like, an older character who had this really cool past, and then you kind of develop it a little bit. It would be an opportunity story. to do something new. Yeah. And I, mean, I think that would have been really cool because it was, like, the world is missing a super soldier that just went into the like went into the ice a few – this would have been – It would have been 30,
1: 30 years after. Cap one in in the forties. Oh, that's right. been, that, that, would that would have been a been, Can
0: you imagine how cool a movie would have been made though, if it was like actually in the eighties with that era of of Michael Douglas and whew, Michelle Pfeiffer? Wow, can't even imagine. Um, we'll, we'll get, get into that. Why that? era Michelle Pfeiffer?
2: Why Michelle Pfeiffer?
0: Because she's the one who plays
2: Janet in that. Oh yeah, plays yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Well, okay. I was thinking of this movie. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. But that. W- you, <laughs> you ever
0: seen Starface Corey? This is a quick yeah. side. Okay. I yeah. So she's she's something else.
2: But i was just i was asked i forgot that she was the model, but um i think that would have been i think that'd be really cool would, even even like getting that now i think that'd be really cool and i think you could also build the MCU like you
1: you could real. legitimately call it tales to astonish what was which was the name of like the original ant-man comic run and it would work so well you get all these like 70s characters i mean I think it would be cool. I think it would work really well. I think yeah. it would be like, you know how Loki's kind of off the beaten path, but also kind of builds out the
2: universe? Yeah. I think that it would be the exact same that's thing. Why, like that's
1: a, possibly why it's my favorite Marvel series, because it is off the beaten path, and yeah, we, we
2: need but more it, of that. But it still builds out your universe very well, and adds all these like questions, and like, oh, my gosh, like what about this? How does it impact this? But it's really its own story, which is cool. But True. I think that would you would get the same thing, because you would be able to like retro- uh, change stuff, or,
1: but yeah,
0: no, that's a good idea. I would like that. Um,
2: okay,
1: so obviously next we meet Darren and Corey Stoll. He's as, a, as, as good as far of an As bad actor. guys go, he's not. He's not up there for me. The, he's the just. MCU. He's he's kind of there.
0: Is he? He kind There's of. There's a part later that with him that I do think he's cool, but I, I will get there. You know, when we get there.
1: Um, but like we meet him and he's trying to create the new version of the ant man the yellow jacket
0: which apparently upon my research today was one of hank pym's names alter egos uh not as a villain so they just took yellow jacket is not an actual like villain in the ant man lore in the comics like yellow jacket was literally one of the names hank pym went by
1: yeah when he dropped the ant man persona and gave it to scott lang or something like that yeah
0: i'm not i'm not exactly sure but it um i just know that people were like oh okay that's kind of weird but all right
2: Oh, because Yellow Jacket wasn't the Yellow Jacket was not a villain.
0: It was literally Hank Pym. Hank Pym was a Yellow like Jacket.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
0: And they turned that character into a separate person.
1: And then you finally get this moment where. I don't give a shit. Like, I don't, <laughs> I mean, I don't you, care about You anything. aren't even under the impression that Hope and Hank are related at this point. And then they have this conversation. They don't want Darren to do this. And he is the bad guy. Very quickly, it's established. Darren is the bad guy, no I mean, matter what. I say this
0: lovingly, I don't say this as a problem. It's, movie's made for kids, you know. They're, it's, yeah. they're not gonna make it too complicated on figure out who's, who's the good guy, who's the bad guy. You
2: really gotta like draw it out for him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember watching Captain Marvel in the theaters, and I think I I got maybe got a little bit too high beforehand because I remember being a little confused. <laughs> And I remember watching the movie like, this is getting a little hard to follow, who's the bad guys, who's the good guys, It's they're switching it up on me. So
2: you leaned over and you're like, so am
1: I
0: getting this right? <laughs> <he> <laughs> like
1: asked Well, because in the comics, the scrolls were the bad guys. They were the
0: bad guys for the first half of the movie. And then I was like, okay, now wait a minute, are, now women are they? You know, but either way, we'll get to that they're one.
2: Trying to make it like, what's good, what's bad? Bad guys? Possibly, Possibly you! I don't know. <laughs>
0: That's, so, a, that's a deep cut stepbrothers reference. Um, anyway, they... We're at a uh, birthday party now, right? Yeah, we,
1: we go to Cassie's birthday party where you see Scott is just this really sweet, doting father. But because he's been an absentee parent, nobody looks at him like the good guy that he actually is. And mm. Paxton, played by Bobby Cannavale, yeah, Zach's he, favorite character. It's like, that's because he
0: didn't get an invite, honey, you know? <laughs> But he came anyway.
1: You're my bestest friend.
0: I like, uh, you know, he gets, I, I like the Cassie running up being like, Mommy mommy was so excited when I told you uh, you were here that she choked on her drink. You know, I was like, that's, that's kind of funny. <laughs> um, I do like when he, he calls someone an ass, or like, oh, you married an ass hat, talking about Bobby Can Valley, And then they take him out and they're like, watch the language. He's like, what language? I said hat. You know, like that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's kind of good. Um, yeah, so that that seems it's cute. like, like you know, we establishing kind of, his, of a good
2: guys type of joke yeah like, don't don't say that sweetie like if you're just gonna say horse just say horse not horse and yeah. stuff like.
0: <laughs> yeah daddy there are horses here
2: um, horse and things yeah,
0: horse. so yeah. he, I know Judy Greer comes out of the car and it's like hey you get a job and an apartment then we'll talk about visitation so honestly she's being reasonable <laughs> she's being kind of reasonable yeah she's like, not like you can never see her you blew it she's like. You know, just clean up your life. You're living with criminals. You work at Baskin Robbins, you
2: know?
1: Like, <laughs> but they're funny criminals. Yeah, they she are. She doesn't know. are they
2: quirky? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, she doesn't know just how quirky they are. And, yeah. and I definitely messed this up. So, ugh. Scott is given the idea for this job before he goes to the party. It's him, like, disregarding it. He's like, I'm going to go see my daughter. I'm going to earn her respect and everybody else's respect the right way. And, of course, that's when we get, which I think are the gems of these films, the Luis recap.
0: Yeah, that, that's a pretty good part. Um, the, I can hear the bass line in my head, too, like <laughs> that plays during it. <laughs> don't, don't, you know, like, that's pretty good. Um, so, yeah, those scenes, I, I wonder if they film those with him doing the monologue and then they make sure that the actors match that. Oh, yeah. You know, or if it's vice versa. And they record those, like the actor saying it, and they just have Michael Pena have all that in front of him and oh, hit, the, hit these lines. No perfectly. way.
2: He has to start, he has to do that. And I then wonder if they film start. those last. What?
0: Like these little montages. Oh, yeah because yeah, there's this one, and there's the one that ends the movie, which, you know, again, that's another great part. Um, <laughs> Did he jam. tell you
2: to tell me to tell him? Because
1: I'm yeah. super freaking tapped with Ant-Man? Yeah. Did, you what, know what you're saying? Because I got mad, because I know you got mad thieving skills? Yeah, I He mean, said yes. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, that, awkward, that is actually one of my favorite parts of the movie. There's, there's a guy... So good. There's an old guy with a house. The awkward timing good. of it is, is perfect.
0: <laughs> it, it, yeah, that's, that's an example of how editing... Can also create comedy even apart from writing like how do you write that into a script
1: that is definitely the part yeah (laughs) yeah, that's all michael peña
0: and the editing well there's
1: a lot of quick cuts here that remind me of edgar wright's style and like that's where i feel him in the film like the way it's like well he wouldn't have had notes on the editing
0: he would have only had script things but it
1: just feels like it's like it's his style no
0: he cory made a face of me it was like no i (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, i'm pretty but, confident but anyway <laughs> after the party scott just decides hey it's time to time to rob this rob old, old person man. and uh he's that's smart huh he's a smart yeah. guy he knows
0: how to do the pressure
1: yeah uh, uh and, and then of course and stuff, the we got to and all that. the heist kind of prep they do this goofy little because it's made to be a heist comedy so they have them like gathering all the stuff the plans the the heist prep if you will before they do rob hank well that right right that's right. generally yeah. how that would that's yeah a heist. That's yeah, yeah. Heist you would do that before the heist usually no but i'm <laughs> saying that's their way of kind of showing like this is a heist movie. but it also shows scott being very capable yeah yeah. And Scott is very capable because when he breaks in, there's all these obstacles that he quickly dispatches. I like how. Because he's watching, a professional criminal. Paul
0: Rudd and, is that Paul Rudd doing that little jump on the fence too with the smooth little twist? Yeah. <laughs> I remember thinking like, ooh, Paul Rudd. You know, that's, I never would have guessed you would have been able to do that. I know? mean, I would but he's have... a professional
2: criminal because he's done this multiple times You know what's before. funny is
0: that this is literally two years after Anchorman 2. Which already is playing on the, like, oh, wow, Paul Rudd's back in this role after 10 years, and it's like, wow, he's, he's you know, not that he's getting up there like he looks bad or anything, he always looks incredible, he still looks incredible, it's like, but then the fact that he has, he already has a 10 years later legacy sequel before he even makes his origin story debut as a superhero, you know, which he's now, you know, become a household name as. Um, it's just cool, cool little career tra- trajectory for him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the the robbery goes whatever. They get into the vault, and it's just a you know what what he thinks is a motorcycle suit, um, and it you know it's a it's a bust, and they and they leave, and he's just curious why the fuck this guy would have locked up a suit, so he puts it on. Yeah, yeah, and then we get the we get the first experience of him being small, and it's this scene is this scene is whatever. It's what funny. is there
2: a nightclub and I think I
0: think Hank Pym is acting awfully confident on the radio that Paul Rudd is not going to get fucking killed here, you know. <laughs>
1: Well, he has it, no idea what he's doing. It, he's inc- small, out of nowhere. He ends thing, up in an EDM party. He explains it later that it increases like density and strength. So Paul Rudd technically would be okay. Yeah, he can not get stepped he, on a die. He's seen
0: in fucking public landing on a thing and then becoming big out of nowhere in a public street. Anyone, but This guy has been keeping this suit secret for years and, years and years and years and years. And now he's like, fuck it. Anyone can see now. Here we go. Because I had to stop more people from getting it. So I'm going to make sure more people know about it.
2: I don't think it was his plan to have a nightclub going on when well, no, he puts the it, it suit on. It was an idiot I'm just saying
0: he didn't care. It wasn't his plan. It was, just it was a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, well, it was. They had already established earlier that that, that didn't they you were ever, having a party on that floor. Like, didn't all the
1: time. you ever? Didn't you ever? You see he, them? You see that, them having like a party outside the door when and Scott's going up Didn't you apartment. ever hear that song like "Club Going Up" on a Tuesday? Oh wow, cool. Good reference. But there was a mom vacuuming
2: right below.
0: Okay, no. this it's, is his quirky little "Honey, I Shrunk the Kids" type humor. It's
2: whatever. It's. it's but he fun. couldn't been killed.
0: I, and I'm more concerned about also how, how exposed he could have been. I, if he fucked up.
1: I think he and was also like Hank needs to realize this is a time when people are going to believe there is a man who can shrink. People have
0: cell. Does Hank pin not know cell phones exist now? And also that you know, yeah, again, that this is now a world where people would believe that this guy could just be a shrinking guy. Yeah, I got a guy yeah. who shrinks, got a guy who climbs on walls, I've got a guy that jumps. You got to be more specific than that, you know? There are, there are all these people. People are going to buy anything now.
2: I'm pretty sure two thirds of those guys were Spider Man.
0: Right. I was saying, when they yeah, got <laughs> <when> they see <laughs> that thing later, I was
1: like, okay.
2: Yeah. Um, we got to keep moving. Yeah, like we're turn, we're, we're it, going kind it. of slow. We've got but to But, anyways.
1: We're, yeah, we're, Scott returns Let's the suit. Up. He gets arrested again, and then Hank breaks him out. I mean, this yeah, is. Yeah, l- he
0: walks in, you
1: know, gets
0: the ants to cover the camera. Just cute. Um, the ants I wish are his greatest. Can you imagine eye. if they, had, you know, trained the ants instead of just having these oh ants? No. I'm just saying the movie Arachnophobia from 1991 had over like 300 spiders, all real, in that movie. I'm just saying, and they are on people.
1: That movie's
2: great. Okay, but this the, the ants have to do specific things. In this, you
0: literally could just put like some sticky stuff on a camera and be like, "Ooh, sweet stuff! Let them crawl all over it." I'm just saying. I mean, okay, it, it, I was gonna they say to be not not for everything, obviously. Yeah. But for a lot of this stuff, they could have used real ants. That's okay. all I'm saying. Obviously, you can't have Paul
2: well, Rudd right flying with an actual know. ant. You know, well, I get yeah, yeah. Or yeah. the big you one. You
1: could do some. uh I mean. Ryan might have found a way. Who knows? We'll never know. Guess we'll never know. <laughs> I mean, James Cameron found a way, didn't he? Okay, get out of here. What's
2: what happened next? <laughs> so <laughs> after that,
1: about. he he rides the ant. It's a hilarious scene where Paul Rudd's just talking, but Paul Rudd's Paul Rudd, so it kind of works. And then he passes out, meets Hope and Hank. Hope does not like him. Her haircut is all business. (laughs) She's <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: that's good let's let's talk about that now. So she's got a pretty crazy line of haircuts going on Hated in it. each of
2: these movies. So how I do like it in the second one.
0: Yeah, I was saying say the second one I great. loved it. This is probably the medium of the three because what I've seen from her look in the third one.
2: Oh, is it the short hair that it is she's
0: very kind of, short hair in
1: the next one? She's kinda of rocking. Yeah, these she's kinda of got like Instagram. the pixie cut. Yeah. Going. She also
0: gets she's been getting in trouble these days with some like political stuff that she says. It's, it's a really? Cause. yeah she's she falls into that crowd it seems like um what, what were we
1: talking about
2: <laughs> okay yeah we had,
0: some, uh, we had a couple of rounds of technical difficulties there uh but yeah so really we,
1: had, we after, got a training montage i mean the montage is just plain ridiculous throughout it's
0: i mean it's a it's like freddy prince jr being like it's a talking dog i mean it's a guy talking to ants you know like what are we gonna do it's gonna be silly <laughs>
2: it's gonna be silly
0: and that's all right that's okay um yeah i mean it's okay i mean it's a training montage pretty standard stuff for um any any origin story or pretty much blockbuster movies in general at this point it seems like for a lot of stuff
1: okay um Um, i do want to ask this i mean the cgi here looks miles better than anything that the mcu mm -hmm. has released in like the past two years i
0: don't this didn't stand out as great cgi it doesn't come out as bad CGI. But there
2: it's, have been things whatever. recently in the MCU that have been bad CGI. Yeah, like the, yeah it's like most the, of the shows and like, some stuff in Thor. Are
1: you talking about... The, yeah, the floating head in Love and Thunder is that just... That was
0: probably one of the most laughably bad displays of a company just not giving a shit what they fed us
1: that I've seen in a while. But, but yeah, I, I just wanted to ask, like I feel like Phase 2, and particularly Phase 3, were like the peak of MCU actually... Like, Kevin Feige actually giving a fuck, making sure the product...
0: Well, I don't know if it's not giving a fuck, it's just the fact that they... I mean, it, it, there's... Okay, there's two ways that I look at the... And this is a fine spot to just address this, I guess. Uh, you know, MCU fatigue. Um, in
2: one. That thing, Kevin Feige doesn't think is real.
0: Right, it's definitely real, but, I mean, it's... I think what it is, it's a, it's a mix of these two factors. A, you add all these shows, you're doubling the content tripling it even um, you know event the novelty wears off of it and that's just natural that's gonna happen and if you're not compensating by making it more unique, by breaking new ground uh, you know if you're just doing more of the same but you you're you're giving us more quantities of it but are you really making any different experiences at all eventually that that the you know the returns are gonna be diminished you know it's just not gonna be as cool anymore and the and the novelty of these these superheroes these enhanced persons as they say within the universe like um it it wears off you know like stakes what it comes down to stakes stakes get lowered because everyone you know and I, i this is what i said a lot when talking about moon knight on my other podcast the content cube is like i mean by the end of moon knight where you have a fucking giant crocodile god stomping around and the fact that it just doesn't seem like a big deal at this point it's it that tells me that you you got to find another way to be to make stuff interesting than than stuff like that you know like and you think in eternals you find out that a god this planet has just been a nest for a a god to hibernate and grow until it can erupt out of the planet and it kind of got halfway out up in the arctic before the Eternals stopped it and that should be the biggest storyline on everyone's heads for the rest of their lives and yet i've seen it mentioned maybe once since then in MCU stuff.
2: When was it ever mentioned?
0: They mentioned it in maybe She-Hulk in like a newspaper or something or Thor, no, I don't remember. It. It's just stuff like that. It's just like eventually it went when everything's crazy, nothing is, you know, if you want to say it in the syndrome voice, you know, like it just it's, so that's one aspect of it. And then the other aspect of MCU fatigue is like you said, and it's another it's kind of another byproduct of having so much content and stretching things thin. Is that you are giving less of your attention to each thing when you're doing this many things, and that goes for writing and effects. You know the, the digital effects uh, things that they use now. These people that they use, it's a non-unionized uh, workforce or whatever. Uh, they get stretched and worn thin, and you know sometimes that shows in the final product. You know they they've got deadlines that they've set for themselves. They have set their own fucking deadlines, and then they're hard to they're they're hard pressed to meet them with these visual effects. Um, you know, I don't feel the least bit bad for them. When I say them, I, I mean Marvel, not not the visual effects people. I do feel bad for them. But, like, when when we see what James Cameron can do with, with special effects, I'm not saying all these movies need to look like the best movie I've ever seen, which, visually speaking, that's what Avatar 2 was. Um, but when you show that, you know, when you do take time and really put in the work and try to innovate and try to, uh, like, you know, do your due diligence and making sure that everything you're making everything look as real as you can... Like, that will pay off, and, you know, your audiences will, will recognize that, and it, you can immerse yourself more in the world. Um, so when you see that less and less with modern Marvel things, and, and it feels like everything is just in front of a green screen, I get, I get like, you'll, you could say, like, oh, do you want them to actually create the Quantum Realm, Zach? Like, for Ant-Man 3, do you actually want them to build a Quantum Realm? No, you don't need to build a fucking Quantum Realm, but did fucking George Lucas build another planet for his Star Wars movies in the 70s and 80s? No, you just fucking build, build enough practical sets and find ways to make it as look as real as you can instead of looking like... Uh, I saw a tweet yesterday, and this is the last thing I'll say about it, is I saw a tweet yesterday that was like uh, these two screen grabs, this clip from Ant-Man 3 with uh, Kang talking to Scott, and it's just a shot reverse shot, so you get shots of, of Scott talking, shots of Kang talking. And it's like these two guys feel like they're in different worlds. It feels like they, the, the way they phrase it in the tweet is they feel like um, those scenes that. from Last Jedi where Ray is talking to Kylo Ren. Yeah. And you know, in Last Jedi, it makes a lot of sense and it looks really cool. And and this, when they're supposed to be in the same room, and it feels like they're in different worlds, it comes across as you know, poor blocking, poor directing, poor lighting, poor visual effects, whatever you want to call it. You're not you're not immersing the audience can see that you haven't uh, done everything you can to make this this a believable experience.
2: I will try to defend it a little bit, because that is just a single shot that we have, and we don't even know if that's in the final right. cut of the movie. I, so I, it's I, like, I'm
0: going in optimistic we, with that movie. No,
2: and, yeah, and I, I think you should, I, I but I understand what you're saying. But I don't think for this particular movie, I don't know. I, I, have, I haven't gotten that from what we've seen so far. Like, like, from the trailer and from what we've seen, I, like I have gotten...
0: Sharkboy and Lava Girl vibes at certain points during the trailer. Really? Not as bad. bad, obviously, but it, it felt like a modern version of that.
1: Robert Rodriguez oh, is no. known for, like, the shitty VFX, though. I mean, that's what his movies are kind of known for, besides. I mean, are they known for it? Is like a, that's his style,
0: not... or is it just he fucks up his visual effects? No, that's
1: just, like, the style. Of well, that's them. a dumb fucking style.
2: That's kind of what, uh. Or that's exactly what. We Can Be Heroes was, like, really, really bad in VFX. I loved
1: it because it was, it was just, you know, it made me, it ma- it took me back to, like, the Spy Kids days, like, my oh, childhood. Yeah, um, right, uh, exactly. Spy
0: Kids 3, incredible CGI. No, um. no, no,
1: but, like, hey, I mean, if
2: he's not going, going for that, himself. it's hard to judge it on that yeah, one. I was just um, like, that wasn't the director's intent. Um, but with this one, I don't want to judge it. Preemptively, um, especially before I've even seen you know, the VFX, but I have been disappointed recently with the VFX. We will have just... a whole
0: episode, of course, to talk about Ant Man three. I know we haven't even, out, we
2: have even so... seen it, so there's so, no right, exactly,
0: and that kind of said, okay. I said that. we are talking about this Ant Man, and the yeah. effects in this Ant Man movie are fine. I mean, again, it's it, I, I never I was never like blown away by it. I was never like oh I it, it, you put it this way they never annoyed me.
1: Yeah, how does this movie end, Cole? but anyway so i mean you go through the you go through the training montage and hope gives up because scott's scott can't hack it the way she can like her her whole thing is dad i should be doing this and they have this really meaningful moment in the car where her hair becomes less business for some odd reason it gets a little ruffled and she becomes less business they have this moment and you can see like there's this camaraderie that starts to form with the characters and i think Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly just have great chemistry throughout this movie. I mean, I don't know if it's. I great. don't know if I would call it. I, would I don't think say it's, bad. it's good. It's good. I don't think it's I would bad. I'm going mean, up, like MCU couples are nowhere near,
0: like even like you know they're I, not they're hard not, to like, watch. I would say even <laughs> yeah. I mean I'd say I think Chris Pratt and Zoe Saldana have the best. If I had to pick an MCU Ooh. couple, I think that's the best.
1: Kind of I you to
2: pick an MCU.
0: Well, I did.
1: I mean, I, I must next? say. <laughs> cap and peggy but you know oh my gosh either way not, no one's tall. saying
0: scott and hope no one's saying that but cap anyway and, and then
1: and then you finally get no. the janet what? flashback the what? the janet
0: flashback oh, she went yeah. Subatomic, which is you know you get your first glimpse <laughs> into the concept of you know quantum realm or whatever
1: and of course there is this dramatic moment and paul rudd of course has to be paul rudd because it is a kid's movie at this point and paul rudd has to keep it light yeah it hasn't changed yet yeah, um, and then you finish the training montage, and Paul Rudd has to rob the Avengers.
0: Well, he doesn't know. No, that was not the plan. It was yeah. a surprise that it's the Avengers compound. Yeah. It was supposed to just be an abandoned warehouse.
1: Um,
2: an abandoned. Yeah, they just moved. Was this the first movie that they had moved? Yes, they. Well, you see the
0: move at the end of Age of Ultron. They, right.
1: They this is the start. First movie they them, start. Actually. Yeah, they start setting it up, and then by Homecoming, they've move there completely yeah well civil war is next i think yeah but
2: yeah yeah the uh the fucking after scene after credit post post credit scene Uh, We're not there yet
1: we're not there i know but like that was literally just a scene from civil war yeah yeah but that's what they did uh for ragnarok for dr strange
0: yeah yeah that's true they did yeah. yeah, you pretty much just see Doctor strange it's very brief. You just keep Doctor Strange being like Thor, I need your help or something. Or Thor asking Doctor Strange for help. I don't remember. It was oh, one of the yeah, he, how once how it, this oh, movie
1: end. cool. Okay, but um <laughs> Damn, so anyway, uh he brings it Darren visits and they realize like we can't do this alone, so enter as Dr. Pym calls them, the three wombats, I think, is uh, the uh, actual term he uses, which is an attempt for Michael Douglas to be funny. I right? thought it was funny. <laughs> I, I mean, it's like actually
0: that. I actually did think that was it, funny. It, it d- goes, no, not, not that. Not, <laughs> not those up. wombats. <laughs> yeah, I do like
1: that, not, Like It's like this dad not wanting these like teenagers around his kid type thing, and you, you kind of get the I think f- he just didn't trust that they were reliable. Yeah. And uh, as Luis says, daddy doesn't get scared.
0: I do like the, I, all their reactions are different. Uh, you know, one guy blames on a witchcraft and, you know, T. I's flipping out or whatever. But like Michael Payne is just like, oh, that's cool. Like what he's like trying to make sense. He's like, that's some, that's some David Blaine shit. Like where, where'd, you, where'd you go? <laughs> David, <laughs> you know?
1: Copperfield. David yeah, Copperfield. David
2: Copperfield. Yeah.
1: Uh, but anyway, and then we get
2: to the heist. Okay, can I say something about the heist really quick? Yeah, I only have one real thing to say about it because at this point I was just like, okay, I kind of you can see what's happening throughout the heist. I paused it at the heist because right before the heist started, I was like, I gotta pee, so I paused it. There is forty six minutes left to the movie. It is building towards the heist. I feel like that the heist sense. is
0: to, like a third of the movie. Well, not even because you get some parts. No, after it was forty five. You get parts it was after it though. Minutes? Still, the heist isn't the entire. So end of the 46 minutes. You still get the house and the. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just know, consider that 40, part of it. Have
2: you, just
1: have just you seen of, Ocean's Eleven? Yeah. I mean, they're not
0: going to. I mean, heist movies are. Generally, yeah. the heist will be a big part of it in it's, the heist movies. I, w- so heist I was, was just
2: surprised problem. that it was so long.
0: I don't have a problem with that. I mean, it was, was slow. I, it, it,
2: it, it, it's not that I was just like, oh my gosh, like, why is this keeps. It definitely didn't
0: need to be any longer than it was. Definitely surprised.
2: I was surprised it was that long. Anyway, continue. Tell us about this heist. Let's just go through it and then we'll talk about it.
1: I mean, they used the ants for science reasons, I think. There was science. And... Uh Luis is whistling. He knocks out the guy and he goes, yeah, that's what I call an unfortunate... No. Yeah, I do mean, like that. Like, so, that's what I'm talking about. That's, that's
2: what I call an unfortunate workplace accident. Unfortunate, casualty, collateral, or hopes <laughs> yeah, like He's a professional. Yeah,
1: yeah, and
0: then he, he has to come back for that. He's like, oh, the building's about to blow, and he goes back, he's like, oh, that guy! <laughs> he's like, all right, come on, we gotta go. Like, <laughs> he has to run back in there and grab the guy he knocked out. But it turns out,
1: I mean, Darren knew about the heist. He knew yeah, it was feel,
0: yeah, he got Hydra in there too. So he's I guess Hydra He's
1: he's selling them the He's weapons.
0: selling it, yeah. He's like, you know, it doesn't run on diesel, you gotta come back for me for more fuel. Pretty smart um, business
2: move right there. It's called razor and yeah. razor blade model.
0: Oh, we didn't even say it earlier when he's doing the tests on the live subjects and he shrinks the sheep and it works. Oh, and he like I like that he like it's a cool little villain character thing that he like he's like at he Marvel he's it. done. He looks at he like even flicks the glass, which is so mean, so mean to that little thing. But he doesn't care, you know, because it's just like oh my gosh, I sh- I shrunk a sheep.
1: And then you know felt, and then it falls.
0: Well, the yeah old, I know the I felt, yeah. For me, the ultimate villain
1: moment is when he's doing the test and. Hope goes, I thought we were using mice.
0: You know, I do want to... Here's the thing. It, it always brings, it's an interesting question, right? Because, like, I'll, I'll always come off as a hypocrite when I, like, say, like, oh, don't, don't do that to the sheep or don't blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, meanwhile, I eat beef and I know that, you know, cows are fucking thrown into fucking, you know, terrible situations, like, all the time and, like, pigs and all that. You know, I I eat meat. So it's like, See, how guilty can I feel about this stuff, really?
2: Yeah, you're saying fuck them all
0: no that's, that's what, what i'm saying i'm just saying it's like society <laughs> we have some weird lines you know texas chainsaw massacre is a movie that really brings light to that you know we should check that out sometime but um <laughs> but yeah i mean yeah Dan- Oh, i do want to ask the question this is one question i thought of if you could make any big animal small like handheld small like that sheep what would you pick as a pet giraffe that would be a good one that'd be really cute
2: i fucking love giraffes
0: what if, I, want, I want a little monkey. <laughs> I want a little monkey in my hand. That would get so there annoying. are some monkeys that are actually that small, technically, I guess, or not quite that small, but there are monkeys that you can fit in your hand. I want. That. Really small ones. There That's are.
2: really tiny. I
0: know. I, want, I kind of want one, though, right?
2: No, just imagine, like, a giraffe just, like, stoically walking across the table. We're, like, freaking out. Just we just say. give it some grass So you mean, like, like grease?
1: <laughs> okay, wow, we're really going back to Spy Kids here because they had the mini zoo. They seven did, seven yeah. I, that was six. always so satisfying awesome. to me
0: when you could see all the little anim- like the monsters on the on the map. That was so cool. Spy Kids. That's a franchise you know, got no, 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 that's, okay. that's so low on the fucking list. I mean, if Cole, you realize that means we're going to have to do Spy Kids 4 if we do that? No fucking way.
1: <laughs> what happens next? What happens next? We're getting off track. I mean, Darren figures out, and... Um, I mean, Scott's able to escape. Hank gets shot, but he goes after um Darren and the death of a major character, Anthony, yeah,
0: I right. Been- Right. Yeah. You know, I didn't really feel much about it,
2: but I was sad. I mean, it's a fucking ant, <laughs> <aunt>, you know. <laughs> I thought it I was, was I was sad you connected to him, but I was like, uh, No, I think on. it's I think it's, it's like, like a horse.
1: that yeah. was like this really major differentiation between the characters. Darren's killing all these sheep. Scott's upset that an ant dies and he's like, Come on, this is personal now. Yeah. Okay. I I I'm,
0: I'm gonna fucking see. If in Ant-Man 1, 2, or 3, if I catch him eating a fucking burger, though, I'm going to keep an eye out, you know? Because that's an ant.
1: Okay. It's an insect. I don't think he ever eats throughout these movies.
2: It puts, like, a clear line between them. It It does. It shows, like... Scott's, Scott's been to jail. I'm not saying he's in wrong. I mean, but at the end Darren's of the day, he, he's been
0: through a lot with ants. It's, ants. It's, yeah, it's How long do ants just, live?
2: What's their natural life cycle? I think like 15 days. I actually think that is what it is. Why is he getting attached to this guy? Well, Bug's life
1: felt like it took place in much longer than 15 days. I'm not uh, going
2: to base
0: the fact. Right, whatever. Oh, they also have a
1: circus. They you both know, so, have a circus. I mean, what, what happens next? Everyone escapes, and then... Scott and Darren start fighting while being chased by uh, Paxton and his partner, and that is the first of the many fight scenes.
0: Yeah, is that? uh
1: That's the one in the briefcase.
0: Yeah, that has the fucking terrible fucking. Well, I don't even want to say terrible. That sounds dramatic. Either way, the dialogue between Darren and that is so stupid. Like, I'm, I'm gonna disintegrate you. It's just a setup to play disintegrate by the Cure, and it's like. I like that who the thought. fuck is talking? Who talks like this? This is so silly. Yeah, right, come on, it's a bit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's our first mention of bit in this. Whereas in the Anchorman episode or the, the Austin Powers episodes, I think we average saying the word bit about a hundred times.
2: Because the ugh, I don't want to talk about it What's anymore.
0: Wait, also, we, Zach, the average, average lifespan, lifespan
1: Austin
2: Powers.
0: Yeah, I've brought him average, average, once. He brought him up average lifespan <laughs> of an ant about a year. Wow. Not not when they're around me. Tell you
1: that. You know, okay. Get out of my kitchen. But so. Uh, after they fall into a pool, Scott gets arrested, and yeah,
0: I like that. I did like that the wasp ends up in, his, in the zapper, yeah. and then he looks at the family and he's like it's okay, and then they all, they all scream. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How but, the fuck did they find him? So they they fell out of a fucking helicopter. They were chasing the helicopter.
2: Yeah, they were chasing the helicopter.
0: Didn't the briefcase kind of fall?
2: Yeah, I don't know. They didn't but, see
0: two guys fall. They just saw a briefcase fall while the helicopter keeps
2: going. I thought the helicopter crashed. Oh, did
0: it? And yeah, like I a don't bri- know. and a briefcase. I feel like they would go to the, the, the crash, not the briefcase. The- did you see that briefcase fall from the <laughs> helicopter that crashed over there? We gotta go to the briefcase and make sure everyone's okay. <laughs> you know, like, that's okay. Whatever. Not a big deal. It doesn't bother me. It's just kind of silly. Yes,
1: sir. The San Francisco <laughs> PD. Prior-
0: priority <laughs> would be the
2: helicopter. But what if you know, money's in the briefcase? They don't know. What the <laughs> hell also, happened. you saw lasers coming out of the briefcase. I, I don't know. It's yeah, you saw yeah, gig, yeah. big red lasers coming Doesn't out of the briefcase. Doesn't bother me that much. No, but I'm saying but that would be anyway, my attention. Um, Especially I mean, if you just Dar- saw the building
1: shrink. Darren's obviously you. Darren's obviously fine, and he decides. I like that he wakes uh, up, getting shocked, and screams. That part's cool. Yeah, he's he's like this ultimate. Like, I'm crazy now, villain. He's been crazy the whole fucking time. And he decides... He fucking kills know.
0: that guy in the bathroom.
1: Yeah, he... Any do. guy that sees him walk into the bathroom
0: before that <laughs> and not come out be like, I saw him go into the bathroom. I saw Darren come out. And we never saw
1: him again. So, like, what do you want? I mean... He owns the company. He's getting sloppy. He's getting sloppy. Yeah, he's... Now... I'm I'm not going to get into it. how I feel about him as a villain but you it's get not a good one the, you get the train fight scene it's whatever which oh well, I was
0: going to say this is the one part I actually like as a villain with him is when it's like oh shit Cassie or whatever and it's cut to Cassie in the room and Yellow is just in there with her and he's just like imposing over her in that scary ass costume and, and then he's just like don't be scared or whatever though. Whatever the way he says whatever line he has there that's like the only where
1: yeah. I'm
2: like that's a kind of and amazing. she like
1: screams at him like I want my daddy and he goes he's like I want your daddy too or something yeah, like that and it's, doesn't he like,
2: ask like do you think I'm a monster
1: yeah something like that it's yeah. like that like it's this that's pretty that's pretty uh, cool I like that I wanted to be the that's kind of sister he even, he even says
2: it, it like to Hank top five villain for Zach
0: he he. he even, I did an MCU villains ranking at some point, or I have. I used to keep one as I went throughout all these, but, and he was always low.
1: But he he says it to Hank earlier, like, and you can tell he did want to be the hero. He says we could have done this together, like we could have been partners. We could. I don't know if he wanted
0: to be a hero. He just wanted to have the glory of having this thing and making all that money. Well, yeah. it's
1: also because
0: Hank would of, never admit, like, oh, I'm a hero. Look what I do. I'm the hero. Because he was hiding that he even had a suit. To begin with, like, when Hank finally says, don't do this at the beginning, that's when he's like, well, you finally admit it. You know, like, so they never had a dialogue about... Well,
1: they also, like, mention the fact that the helmet protects, like, your mind and he didn't have the helmet so his mind wasn't protected from whatever the fuck the particle dust is. Either way, he
0: was motivated by greed
1: to begin with. But I think, I mean, this final fight scene... It's adds to the, on the, on the train. and it's a good bit because it adds to the yeah, small scaleness of the film. This film is small scale. This fight is small scale. <laughs> like Pretty that's small scale, yeah. that's small the joke. You get yeah, and then they fucking throw
0: you know Thomas the
1: Train gets giant,
0: really big with the the moving eyes. That's kind of that would freak me out. <laughs> and
1: then, uh, yeah. <laughs> the giant, the giant. No, I was gonna
0: ask because I noticed here it's an editing choice. When the train becomes, when Thomas train becomes big and gets thrown out of the house, the noise that it makes—it's like a train whistle. Yeah.
2: yeah. As it gets bigger, it gets more complicated.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like the like, more it like, can do. It. <laughs> it was like, I don't remember any wooden Thomas train having a train whistle, but
1: maybe it was like in Dude, the. Dude, they of say the quantum, quantum about seventy times in the oh, second Oh, I wonder how much times they're gonna say in the third one. To like Hopefully try and explain, explain everything. 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 <laughs> So you know, let's let's just never say call, that word again, Scott. Let, okay. okay, let's call it <laughs> let's say, let's call it quantum enlargement, and sum it up to that.
0: Yeah, it kind of looks like he's just falling through a kaleidoscope, but it's
1: a whatever. Yeah, yeah. and uh, well, Scott shrinks between the molecules to kill Darren. Darren is. Um, he gets zapped into nothing, which
0: I guess we'll find out might have affected where he went in the third one, but Yeah, maybe. maybe. I
1: was you actually know. thinking that he's probably gonna come back. But Scott's in the quantum realm and he doesn't he doesn't know where he's at. He's kind of disoriented and he somehow escapes. But we changes no, because he, be he, change, he back. he
0: switches the, the regulator. Yeah, me, that's right. He, puts he puts a puts big, the big thing, the thing sure. that makes you big. I don't know why fucking Hank Penn never fucking thought of that after 30 years of research, and Scott Lang figures it out after two seconds in there. But, uh, yeah. stuff, yeah. <laughs> well, he was just trying stuff, What have I got to lose? And
1: he heard <laughs> his daughter... he's probably trying to
2: turn something, you know? Hank's not down there. His
1: wife's down there. His gonna, mind he gonna Never went light. looking,
2: huh? Never went looking. But you never... But... He never I'm not he, I'm not actually critiquing that I get that I get but it. he never thought of like how can I get big if I can get small I could probably get big right
1: so yeah Scott but he is, did. Scott enlarges he yeah. comes out of the quantum realm has this beautiful moment where he's finally become the hero in his daughter's eyes that Hank mentioned at the front of this at the beginning of this movie, and it's this mirror that these two have with each other. Hank always wanted to be the hero to Hope. He never got to be. Scott gets to be the hero to Cassie that Hank never got to be. To Hope. And then he kind of explains it to Hank, and then finally, business uh, drops its persona, and you get the Scott gets caught kissing Hope scene.
0: I do like. I like. He's, he's like, so so how long has, has this been happening or whatever? And she's like, oh. she's like nothing is happening. And i like, oh, he's like,
2: whoa. Some of those guys have He yeah. yeah, so looks at Hank and says that. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, don't worry about what she's saying. At at Scott, <laughs> yeah. Things are going down. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> don't listen to what your daughter says. Yeah. And then you get the happy family dinner with Bobby Cannavale, Judy Greer, Cassie, and uh, Scott. Yeah, he's like, I
0: dropped all the charges against you somehow.
1: Yeah. I, uh, the cameras went out. The cameras yeah. were out.
2: Dude. And they didn't see that I clearly processed you. Yeah, I was gonna say, there's there. a lot of...
1: Win- I, I don't care. Paperwork, I don't bro. Care. It's fine. He forgot about Bye-bye. the paperwork, and he's about to
0: lose his job.
1: Anyway, I mean, um, I think,
0: if anything, it would have been more realistic for Michael Douglas, probably being a billionaire just... Be like I, I've pulled some strings, you're fine.
1: <laughs> you know, I'm like you're, you're okay. You're okay. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah, I feel like the uh, it was it was Bobby Cannavale like the way to make yeah, Bobby Cannavale's character. Well, I guess he like, didn't need redemption. He, he was fine the entire his, time. Yeah, I was like no, he was good it, the whole time. It, 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 I think it was more like they're finally on this common ground. Like they're yeah. willing to help each other because they know it's good for Cassie. Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, we'll need another Louis Louis recap. At <laughs> which uh, with the Falcon looking for him
1: and. Uh, you know that that chick I'm with is uh, crazy stupid fine right and Stan Lee says oh, crazy, crazy stupid fine
0: I mean it's like guerrilla journalism girl right yeah she is crazy stupid fine <laughs> yeah no she is absurdly beautiful so
2: okay this goes back to your question if that's Louise doing a voiceover or them doing it because I don't know if Stan Lee could have
0: crazy stupid fine.
2: Like maybe it's a mix.
0: I mean, that's not that hard. You just have to have him say crazy stupid fine.
2: But you have to have crazy stupid. Like you can't, He's talking pretty he fast. He says it
1: pretty slow. For like Maybe he maybe, maybe the, he knew the, that they The audio was going. or the camera
0: whatever or the video, I mean. Yeah. Crazy um, stupid. Well, and then what yeah, you get the mid, I didn't yeah. even watch the mid-credit scenes
1: oh, where The then? mid-credit scene is the wasp teaser. Yeah, it's like, like we we've been know, building okay. your suit.
2: And, then and she, she says, finally. And she's like,
1: ugh. Oh. It's about <laughs> <laughs> okay? I don't remember that. No, yeah, <laughs> hey, that's what Corey, happens. Uh, what, are,
2: what are you talking about? Yeah, the, yeah. the wasp. Um, and then the post-credits
1: is the Winter Soldier. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, Who knows if the Accords will let him help? What yeah, do we get? We'll, great. We'll, we'll get next. Well, we got, the, we got
0: the award section.
1: And we're fairly certain they're in guerrilla hands. So why don't you use the regular army? What do you need us for?
2: because some damn fool accused you of being the best
0: all right in the award section we give uh, each give our mvp for this movie i'm going to go first so if you guys are you, he- you guys are sheep to me, uh, Paul Rudd is my MVP. <laughs> in the Go movie. fuck
2: yourself. <laughs> we need to get more creative with these MVPs. I mean, I'm being—he
0: li- is the most valuable person. Okay,
2: but maybe we don't have to be so strict with ourselves. What are we taking ourselves cool. so seriously for? Then like, get what creative. I have been. So, saw- up
0: next, what do you got? I—I I don't need to explain. It. We have been talk about the whole movie. He, I he, said- this movie doesn't work without Paul Rudd. That's what I'll say. His charm carries the movie. Go ahead.
2: I said for Austin Powers. I said the car. Like and the little tiny handguns. Yeah, I just I, said, I just I did notice that when I was listening, I was like, that's an odd answer, but I guess it's cool. I mean I said for Everyone can enough. answer how they that was want. that was. I'm answer how well I that want. was for the third one. Yeah. And by that point it was just really uh, Michael Myers. Answer how you want. But you answer so seriously. I'm, Relax, man. I'm relaxed. You're, you're the, the one th- who's coming after me for my in Paul Rudd's <laughs> left foot. Um no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, I think Louise. Louise is always on screen. Uh, Louise is always, is always my favorite when he's on
1: screen, and he's good. You you both suck. Good obvious choices. Sheep. I'd pick Luis also. Sheep. <laughs> that was the most sheep answer you could have done because I went first, sheep. and then you
2: just defeated the person who went second. What are you chanting sheep for? You're a sheep. Sheep. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know, that was a pretty quick section. That's okay because we spent a lot of fucking time on the action section. Yeah, a lot of time. A lot crazy stupid time on the, actions, <laughs> on the action section. Crazy stupid time. What's your rating, Zach? Uh, yeah, I guess we're going to the review section now. Says that
1: they insist on outside opinions. What kind of opinions? Well, your kind, not to put too fine a point on it. I mean, let's face it: in your particular field, you're the top minds.
0: Alright, uh, I guess I'll lead it off, because I, I, I it's starting to seem that I'm coming away the most... I don't want to say negative, because I really don't have anything bad to say about this movie. I just don't have that many great things to say about it, so I'm going to give it a 3 out of 5. Um, it is a, the perfect example of a movie that is nowhere near anything above good, but I would shudder to call it anything less than good. Um, it is, you know, I think my Letterboxd review, my letterbox review was, you know, safely solid, solidly safe. You know, it's it doesn't do anything unique with it. Um, Paul Rudd's charm carries it, and you know, sometimes that's enough. It doesn't ask a lot from the audience. It does, it's not too slow at all. It gets moving, and it's you know, it's just a lightly enjoyable movie. You know, I I appreciate that it is small small scale or whatever compared to other Marvel movies coming off of a, you know, this is following up Age of Ultron where you have Ultron trying to destroy the entire planet, and this one's. <laughs>
1: Cities are falling from the sky.
0: Right, exactly. You know, like, this is fine. It's a good little palate cleanser, small movie. So I do, uh, I do like the movie. Um, I, I am excited to talk about the second one. And then, if, you know, I'm assuming I'll be excited to talk about the third one. But Maybe. We haven't seen Well, even if, put it this way, if I like it, I'll be excited to talk about it. If I don't like it, I'll probably still be excited to talk about why. So Maybe. Maybe, you know, I really have no idea. It's just conjecture. But, yeah, three out of five for me for Ant-Man.
2: Yeah, I'm going with three out of five as well. Um, I think my uh, letterboxd review is I watched Ant-Man because uh, I didn't really have too much to say th- I was saying,
0: <laughs> like, this episode, I was like, what the fuck am I going to say? Dude, I have nothing to say about this movie. <laughs> the only I
2: reason say. I was more excited to talk that's about this... That's why I put in all the
0: work about Edgar Wright stuff beforehand because it makes me think of a more interesting movie we could have had to talk about.
2: The, mo- the only reason I was more excited to talk about this than I was to talk about, like, Austin Powers is because Austin Powers just, like, it felt like... Th- I feel like a, like a clown like clown circus where it's just like joke, 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 where I'm just like, ah, uh, like relax for a second. And this one has like more digestible. It was just more it goes fun. Down, it goes down easy. but It goes it's, down it's, much easier. But it's not but like a beverage
0: that you're that excited to take a sip of. Like, no, but you know, fine. it's like. It's a, like, a nice like, glass of water. Yeah, that's you what know? I'm saying. Like
2: it's <laughs> never going to hurt you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sometimes you just need to hydrate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's never going to hurt you. It's going to really reset you and be like, you know what? This was a nice little Sunday movie.
1: Yes.
0: I wouldn't watch it on a weekday. It would feel like you waste your time. But it's Sunday afternoon. <laughs> They're like,
2: what are we That's doing? It's fine. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I did watch it on a weekday. And on that weekday, I gave it a three and a half out of five. Maybe it's better on a weekday. Maybe
0: it's I'm a not, glass of
1: orange juice. Not going to
0: find out for a while because I have no plans to rewatch it. But anyway,
1: I mean, Paul, like Zach and Corey have said, Paul Rudd is really great in this movie. And Michael Pena kind of puts. like. That you kind of feel like a few of these actors were allowed to do a little more, and I think that's why I like it a little more. Yeah, the story is pretty – the story is something new because we had never seen a superhero heist film at this point in yeah, time. Yeah, Zach. And we still haven't. So, I mean, it tries something new. I I think that's admirable, and, I mean, I really liked it. Okay, all right, yeah, the, next
0: uh, the last section is uh, the post credit scene.
1: You're still here. It's over.
0: Go home. Do, 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 do. Um, it's the hustle. Yeah, so I guess this is where we just say what we're doing next. Take a fucking guess. Uh, it's um, Ant-Man and the Wasp.
2: Ant-Man uh, and the Wasp. 2018 and the, and the Lost
0: by Peyton Reed. Uh, we will be talking about that one next. Um, also, post-credit scene. Uh, this would be a fair time to talk about anything that you've watched this week that you want to talk about.
2: Uh, I've been watching all the Star Trek movies, and I accidentally skipped five. I played that out to Corey today. I, don't I did, <laughs> did, did not even realize it until you it. I looked at his letterboxd <laughs>
0: list. He posted a letterboxd list of his ranking of Star Trek films, and I noticed he had just skipped one of them.
2: <laughs> Do you know what's crazy about that? At first, I was like, oh, like... I probably just didn't put it in, and then I looked and I was like, "I didn't watch. I have that. not I seen this movie. to be fair. Do you know what the funny
0: part about is? it though is that I've heard that is like the worst Star Trek movie. So oh, is it actually? Yeah. So I mean, nah. if one's to skip. you know. You're is that right. the one skip with it. the whales? No. No. And then I did like is that you posted that another review oh, today? I did watch you posted that. Another <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: because I, I watched like, that last night when you texted me. <laughs> oh, I thought I you
0: just I didn't gonna... thought you just were like, well, not going back. I'm just gonna keep going forward. Cause Corey posted uh First Contact today, so he watched all the original First, trilogy films.
2: First Contact's
0: good. I've heard that's like the second best Star Trek movie overall behind like Wrath of Khan.
2: Wrath of Khan is good too. I know I, I was watch, actually the only ones I've I seen. Was the I was pretty surprised I liked that one as much as I did. I'm gonna
0: you know, um, I'm gonna but, follow your, your footsteps and eventually binge this entire franchise. Do but, you
2: know what I realized? There, there are like you probably don't have to watch the shows if you want to like it if you want to watch the movies. Oh no,
0: but I, 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 I think I do. the shows I do want the to.
2: shows definitely add and because I,
0: I want the whole experience.
2: Okay. You okay, want the actual. I just, I'm an, I'm I am going to go back. I'm going to go back I said because for some of the movies it really adds a lot. I know that Khan. Shows.
0: I do I think I watched the episode with Khan in yeah, the original series.
2: But like also First Contact which is like another big one like that's like a season long conflict. That they're taught, like they're referencing, and it's just and that's scene. cool
0: that they then they they had the commoners make a movie about that because that wouldn't really like, happen today unless you're making like a Mandalorian. movie. Here's Maybe the, Disney would do that. Here's but. the other
2: thing with these movies; they are so contained. Like they, like Ant Man. Let's talk about like specifically Ant Man. It takes a like they're, it's they're like a longer period of
1: time. But they're it's, contained within itself in this period of time. Is they No, like, no, no. It's no, almost like, like they're long TV episodes. So, you know, it's a
2: long. No, not, that's not that's like, what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. It's, well, yeah. It's like they're long TV episodes, but only because you like you see so much of them on TV. It's like you can't like. It's kind of hard to switch it up. But the re- like Ant Man takes over the course of like a week or something, or maybe longer. Long, definitely longer. But like this movie is like maybe two, de- like a day or two. Like in all of them that's are. Cool. And, which I like movies I like really, that. I really like how and it's like all of them are like that. And it's just very contained. And it's very like this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, and it's yeah. just right there. And it's like there was no break. Everyone was stressed out the entire time. And it's good. Yeah. that's
1: it's good. But yeah, I mean, I'll go next. Uh, I took Corey's advice and I watched Abbott Elementary. Hell yeah! It it reminds me. Uh, like Oops, Scrubs. Quinta Brunson's character in like the best way reminds me of Leslie Nope because she's just she does. because she's this very Zach.
2: that's like one of your favorite shows I do love her you know. she's that's,
1: he's exactly right in in like the best way she's just this warm bubbly personality that spreads positivity wherever she goes and at points her colleagues don't care when she cares more than everybody and it's almost exactly like listening up the more i think and the like well, it's also because her colleagues are jaded. I almost don't it's, like it
2: anymore. It's <laughs> not It's
1: not like the whole Ron Swanson dynamic where Ron hates the government, April doesn't want to do anything, Tom's just in it for the money. No, it's like her older colleagues are jaded, and she's just this like – But they still new, care a lot. Yeah. But they care a lot in they, their own they way. They care, they care within reason, but she's like, no, I care – within the max I'm going to do could, the max.
2: We can talk about that more later, but I, I think they I think all of them care more yeah. than reason. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like more than I think she's just like way way over the top. She, Everyone else is over the top because I think she's
1: this idealist young teacher that wants to do the most and then yes, yes. I also watched um 50/50. It was the first time I watched it in a while. Brady you said 50/50. Mm. Oh,
2: okay. Sorry. Uh Sorry. with
1: Joseph Gordon-Levitt who almost was actually cast as Ant-Man um that wasn't on the list.
2: Yeah. I, I mean,
0: I didn't give you guys, like, people who would have been. I said hypotheticals of, like, oh, would you have thought this guy would have been good? But those, thing those guys, guys, none of those guys were actually connected to the movie. Sounds like
1: you're But anyway, so, yeah, you know. yeah. I watched uh, 50-50, which is about this guy who's going through cancer treatment and his struggle with it. And Seth Rogen plays his best friend who, like, goes through it, like, is trying to, like... Cope with him, but you don't really see that till like the end of the movie. But it's really sweet, it's really funny. Seth Rogen's hilarious throughout the entire movie because I feel like he's actually there's points where he's playing himself and points where he's actually playing a different character, which is cool.
0: Zach? Usually you want them to just play the character. Yeah. Generally. Mm. No, not exactly. Exactly. I mean, Seth Rogen, it feels <laughs> yeah, like switching between the, themselves and the character. And well, uh, Zach, like, with on? a lot of Seth Rogen roles, and
1: I, I know you know this is true because you love his movies. We used to watch them all a lot. When we're, it feels like he's playing the same character in every film. Right. Movie. That's what that and is. And it, like, yeah. And it's so, him. Like, he's playing himself. I mean, I haven't met him, but maybe. I see
2: what you're Zach? saying. Zach? Um, Don't say last of us.
0: No, uh, I saw Infinity Pool in theaters last week. Um, it's the new Alexander Skarsgård and Me and Goth movie. Um, the premise is pretty much that uh, it's like a sci-fi horror thriller movie. Uh, and it's weird um, that in this you know, foreign country, they don't really say which one. Um, they keep it vague. Probably a wise choice to do so. Um, if you get charged for a crime, there's a good chance that they're going to put you to death. But here's the thing. If you have the money... You can pay to have a clone made of you, right? Like at your, you know, your current, you know, age. It's not like a baby. Um, and you can pay to have a clone made, and then that clone will be put to death. But the thing is, you have to watch it die too. That's part of the rule. Um, and it's just about Alexander Skarsgard falling in with this group of rich people at this resort, at and then staying longer than his stay was supposed to be, just because he becomes so obsessed with these people of watching themselves die and having fun and doing these terrible things and with no consequences. And um, Mia Goth is is you know she's something else in this movie. Um, so yeah, that's it's a, it's definitely not for everybody. Um, I don't even think I loved it, but I definitely really uh, enjoyed the experience. Uh, so Infinity Pool that's in theaters. That's what, and um, you know I watched All Quiet on the Western Front on Netflix. That movie is really really good. It's nominated for Best Picture, so I'd recommend that as well. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. Sounds good. All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll see you for Ant-Man and the Wasp next episode.